0: So before we go any further tonight, one of the things I want us to do is to together hear the word of the Lord concerning the birth of Christ. I want you to watch for a moment, just a small moment of audience participation in the midst of this. You, like the kids, will be playing the part of the heavenly hosts of angels that appear to the shepherds. So when we get to that part, your part will appear on the screen. So let us hear the word of the Lord from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. Today in the town of David a savior has been born to you he is the messiah of the lord this will be assigned to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising god and saying for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Angels are rather prominent in the Christmas story, aren't they? We've already encountered them in story and song several times this evening. It is an angel who appears to Zechariah to tell him that he and his wife Elizabeth, in their old age, will have a son. John the Baptist. It is an angel who appears to Mary to to announce to her that God has her in his plan to birth the Messiah into the world. It is an angel who comes to Joseph in a dream and convinces him to take Mary as his wife even though she is expecting a child and the neighbors will talk. And it is an angel and then a host of angels who appear to the shepherds on the night of Jesus' birth to announce the good news that will cause a great joy for all the people. Even today, angels decorate our lawns right next to Mickey and Minnie Mouse, who seem to be a bit more ubiquitous this year than in years past, at least to me. We use angels as ornaments, and many of us top our Christmas trees with angels. Now, not everyone uses angels on their Christmas trees. Some use stars, which is also fitting. Others are, shall we say, more creative. (laughs) You can look at that tree and know everything you need to know about that person. That's one of my personal favorites. But then this starts happening. A complete tree made into Darth. You put the head on there and all the rest just falls into place. Here's my personal favorite from a tree from someone in our congregation. Sammy is running the slides tonight. Hi, Sammy. All this causes me to ask, when exactly did Star Wars become a Christmas thing? But the reason angels are so traditional a choice for treetoppers is because of the passage we just read. They are the ones who announce the good news of the birth of a Savior to the lowly shepherds. And the shepherds stand in for all of us. Now, what you may not realize is the word angel comes from a Greek word, ungalos, A a word that means message or news, in fact, the Greek word for good news or good tidings in our reading that we just read, contains within it the word angel. The word for good news is, the Greek word is euangelion, euangelion, then you can see we can find it in the word evangelism. We find the word angel in the middle of the word evangelism. To evangelize then is simply to bring the good news about Jesus to others. It is the word that is used in Luke chapter 2 to describe what the angels did in the passage. They evangelized the shepherds with good news of great joy. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. In the book of John, the good news about Christ's coming to the world is told differently. John doesn't go into the birth narrative as do the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. John pulls the camera way back to a wide-angle view of the cosmos. He introduces us to someone called the Word, by which he means the second person of the Trinity. John 1, verses 1 to 4, and then skipping down to verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So you can hear already, this person, the Word, was with God, but was also God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Skipping down to verse 14. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word. God in Christ became one of us. God became human. That is the miracle of the Christmas event. The good news of great joy is that a Savior has been born to us and he has come to us as one of us. And the fancy theological word for this, as some of you may know, is incarnation which means God's enfleshment among us as, as one of us, as a human being. Jesus comes to us as one who knows what it's like to be a human being and to suffer. He comes to us as one who knows what it means to dwell on an imperfect planet amid, among imperfect people, as one who knows what it feels like to be opposed, to be oppressed by wicked and unjust people, as one who knows what it's like to be tempted to sin in every way, that we are tempted and yet did not sin. As one who can now demonstrate and teach us how to live our lives as God intended us to live them from the beginning. As one who by his death, his resurrection, and his ascension, and by the sending forth of his Holy Spirit, now frees us from our sin and empowers us to live a better way, the way of Jesus, the way of love, love of God, and love of neighbor. God is with us. We are not in this alone, or at least we do not have to be in this alone. As the writer of the book of Hebrews tells us, in Christ Jesus, the Son of God, we have a high priest who can sympathize with us in our weaknesses. And we can now approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Christmas, at the heart of it all, is a profound cosmos-shaping reality that has the power to truly transform us, to truly help us if we are open. All of the other stuff we attach to this season, from gift-giving to inflatable Mickey and Minnie on our lawns to Star Wars to Elf on a Shelf, it's all fine and fun and really it doesn't bother me at all. There were years in the past when it did. It just doesn't bother me like it used to because I've come to realize that at the center of it all, whether everyone knows it or not, at the center of all is is the good news of great joy that a Savior has been born to us. That is where all of it gets its start. It is His birth, the coming of God into the world, is one of us that is the catalyst that has caused all of it. Those parts of Christmas that are clearly tied to the birth of Jesus, and those parts that seem to have nothing to do with Jesus all of it is caused by the birth of Jesus, God with us long ago in Bethlehem. And whether we know it or not, whether we celebrate it or not, whether we even believe it or not, that reality continues to impact the world in which we live. Sometimes that reality is bold and very visible, sometimes it's subtle and almost invisible. At the center of it all, there, is, there was an explosion, but not an explosion of violence, not an explosion of noise and fire and heat, Rather, a detonation of wonder and grace and goodness set off more than 2,000 years ago in a manger. And from there, it rippled outward, like a spiritual shockwave, first to shepherds, then about two years later to the magi. And it has continued to ripple outward all this time, right through our New Testaments, right through church history, up to this present moment and beyond. And yes, as it ripples out further and further, sometimes the true meaning of the event can be hidden, it can be covered over or even forgotten. But that truth still manages to pop up and make itself known from time to time. Just a couple of weeks ago, for example, I was watching the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney+. Plus. In all of its 41-minute runtime, nothing in that special suggested the birth of the Savior or God becoming flesh and blood, except for one brief scene. Thanks to... Pastor Chuck, who in his wizardry was able to find this for me. At 11.55, 11 minutes and 55 seconds in, and lasting less than 10 seconds, we see two of the characters, Drax and Mantis, stopping by, staring thoughtfully at this plastic nativity scene on Hollywood Boulevard. Two alien superheroes standing and staring at the infant in the manger. The look on their faces is one of puzzlement, perhaps a bit of wonder. It lasts less than 10 seconds, but I will take it. In the midst of a holiday special that had nothing really to do with the birth of Christ, the birth of Christ pops up for a few seconds of sacredness and wonder. And as it does and I only noticed this today as I was kind of reviewing things, either intentionally or by happy coincidence, the English indie rock band, The Wombats, sing a song, and they're right at the point in the song where they're asking the question, is this Christmas? Is this Christmas? Now, the truth is that scene was perhaps more obvious and noticeable than was the actual birth of Christ in the ancient world. For that explosion of grace was barely visible at the time. Only a handful of people saw it, witnessed it. Either way, amid all the clutter of the holiday and all the things that seemingly have nothing to do with him, Jesus still manages to make himself known. Perhaps this Christmas season might be one of those times for some of you. One of those times when you can see beyond the outward ripples of the celebration to the core event. Maybe you have seen or you will see something you've not seen before. Something that points to God in Christ. The good news of great joy that caused the angels to sing and the shepherds to rejoice and the magi to worship. If that is you, then I invite you either to join us tomorrow in worship for part two of this message. Or in the new year as we continue to explore these ripple effects of the coming of Christ in the world each Sunday morning and beyond. So wherever you are in your relationship to faith, in your relationship to Christ, in your relationship to Christmas, my prayer is that along the way you too will find the grace to sing, a reason to rejoice, and the humility to worship the Christ whose entrance into the world we celebrate tonight and tomorrow morning. Amen.